Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Friday night. The weekend is here. It is I, Christopher Roush, and Scott Goyette. Scott Goyette here at the Unfiltered Experience, your place where we have unfiltered experiences, unfiltered conversations designed to move your perspectives, your attitude, and your confidence forward. Ladies and gentlemen, we're ready to go forward. Are you ready to go forward? We're excited to be here tonight, every Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Just put it in your calendar, please. That way you can show up and you can be an experience of unfiltered conversations with both myself, Scott, and either ourselves or our guests. And we're excited to have our guests tonight. But first and foremost, what's up, beautiful? You're looking uh, rock star gorgeous tonight. What's going on? Well, as I just told you a second ago, Chris, if you ever wanted to sniff me, now's the time. Because <laughs> I have a gentle hint of Dolce & Cabana, just a little. And I use this Italian lemon soap that I bought Kim for her birthday. It's really nice. So I have a lemon zesty smell. Um, my hair, I'm dude, this is, this is my best right now. I'm feeling, I smell good. You smell good. You feel good. You look I good. Feel good, man. I Isn't feel that amazing good. when you? When, I mean, not all seriousness. Well, like when you when you just like you know you got good threads on. You're feeling good. You had a good day. You got a good sleep. You're like ready to go out and just yeah. party and have a good time. Um, yeah, I know what you're saying. Actually, you know what's funny? You know what I smell like? You won't. Even, you will never like? guess in a million years what I smell. No, like. I'm gonna guess. No, I'm gonna guess. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna bet you were doing some work in the garage. You smell like uh, ethanol. <laughs> No, what do you smell like? <laughs> no, I smell like crack cocaine, baby, because I was mixing meth in my garage. No, um, yeah. actually, it's funny enough. You can't even smell it anymore. I um, my mom was funny. I'm cleaning my office, and I have a couple of Avon collectibles that I had set out outside of my office. And um, I picked up this thing, and I was like, "All right." I was cleaning, and I was like, "Okay, it's an Avon collectible." But I opened it up; it still had cologne in it. So I put the cologne. I was like, "God, this smells really good," but it already evaporated. You can't even tell it. So I I was smelling like Avon cologne from 1976. Nice. Yeah, that's probably the whole thing. I bet I bet when it gets old, it only smells for a second. It doesn't have that lasting power. But the crazy thing is, as soon as I opened it, it totally reminded me of my mom of my mom. Wow. It's like that because she sold Avon and I remember smelling that smell that whatever the fucking the Fagrinsons were. And as soon as I smelled, it, I was like, whoa, that's a trip. Like if I smell Chanel number five, it's crazy. Like that's what you, my you mom just gave me saying. an awesome idea for your book. What if what if like if you ever do a book signing? I'm not I'm not kidding that you buy that. And if you talk about that, that the the sensory, you know, the connection to like things, because we always forget smell when we talk about sensory. What if you did that and you squirt a little of that on there, and then you sign it and say reference page fifty five? Like, how cool would that be? That they're like, I because they're ref, they're with you with that smell. Because who does yeah. that? Yeah, that's a great idea. That's okay. Actually, spray the book with some, some Chanel number, number five. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's a great idea, Scott. I love it. I love Learned it. Something, Chris. I love it. I love it. We got some people in the house already. We got Glenda in the house. She says, hey, y'all. What's up, Glenda? Hey, super proud of you, Glenda, for doing what you're doing and, and keeping marching forward. It, Mary Kay's it. in the house. She goes, you're both in my calendar. We're in her calendar. Thank you, Mary Kay. You are awesome. You are beautiful. We appreciate you being here. Uh, Glenda says here, uh, the glass cars. What the what? Glass cars in Cologne. She's talking about Cologne, I think. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, you call me a, a Cologne? That's a Hispanic for an asshole, I think. Uh, what's up? It's a, it's Robert's in the house. He Come says, greetings and salutations, Christopher, Scott, and Glenda. We got Ron in the house. He's my new brother from another mother. He is digging everything that's going on in the world Sweet. right now. So he says, Chris, my brother. What's up, Ron? Good to see you, man. Thank you for tuning in tonight. We're going to have a great conversation tonight. So without any further ado, Scott, why don't you introduce our guest and we'll get rolling on this conversation about clearing the distortions. Cool. So um, before I do a quick introduction, I just want to mention something to you guys, because it's been the question of the hour right now um, with my coaching clients, with my students, 
Um, I see it even just going to the gym. I see a different energy with people where, you know, one of the fun things about playing basketball, pickup basketball is you can literally gauge the world by how men are behaving badly on the basketball court. If everyone's happy, yeah. the world is calm. And if everyone's kind of chippy and like, like starting fights, there's probably some bigger negative energy. It's, it's a, it's a very interesting phenomenon, but for people who play pickup sports like that, you know exactly what I mean. So what I've been seeing is a lot of people are saying, I feel down. I feel disconnected. I feel hurt. I don't feel good. How, how do I have all this? And there's people dying in the Ukraine. There's people, you know, like suffering. And my reframe to that, and I want to talk about this and we'll segue this with our guest is right this second, the awareness is what's happening. And the awareness is the beautiful thing. The fact that we're saying, holy cow, I've got it made and these people are suffering. We've done that from time to time. When we were kids, we'd say people are starving in China, eat your food, whatever. But we it was a snapshot and then we ate our food and went on our day. Now right. we're sitting in the moment and we're feeling like, the hell is wrong with this world? Well, here's the beauty behind this. Yes. We're looking at the macro and we're finally seeing the macro and saying, holy shit, this is not right. And so for so long, we've had the tendency to justify like, well, I can wear the Nike sneakers. I get it. Some little kid made them in China or I can do this or I get it. Someone had died for that blood diamond. And now we're starting to go, this isn't right. And we're mm. changing things in ourselves. And one of the things that um, I would love to chat with our guests about, too, is the embodiment of peace, the embodiment of what it means to truly say, if I embody peace and Chris embodies peace and you embody peace from there, what if the whole world embodies peace and war is no longer the answer? So without any further ado, talking about the distortions who have, that have led us to this point that war is an answer, let's talk about how we can reframe and move away from that and embody peace. Our amazing guest was on the show before. Uh, she's an expert in plant medicine. Does so much work with healing and breath work and sound healing and just all the shit that I love. Our good friend, Michelle Shalen. What's hey. up, Michelle? Welcome to the Unfiltered hey, Experience once again for the second time. Welcome How are you doing? back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Kind of like welcome back, Connor. <laughs> oh, dude, I had the song in my, my fucking head as soon as you said it twice. I was like, welcome, welcome back. back. To the dreams, do I shit all the time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's really funny to see the old, the old, like you see John Travolta. Oh, yeah, Billy Bob Reno, hey, Juan Epstein. Yeah, so how is Michelle doing this fabulous Friday night? I'm doing great, thanks for the great introduction. Yeah. Yes. That's yes. Really and, and Scott, I love what you preface the show with. And, and that's so dramatically true. I've seen it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've been talking all day. Sorry. Um, yeah, I, I've actually been watching the news and kind of watching this and following this a little bit. Man, it's just heartbreaking. But what's so inspiring is the fact that they're just like, no, bring it, you know, and, and Savlosky, I can't pronounce his name correctly. Yeah. What a hero. And wow. I'm just I'm just rooting for them and just just seeing yeah. what's going on and and seeing what the Russian people are doing to stand up against Putin and everything. It's just Yes, we need more of that. We need more of people just standing up and recognizing that there's so much abundance in the world and stop bitching about a fucking mask and just like, you know, just life is amazing. Just go out there and live it. So welcome to the show, Michelle. We're excited to have a conversation with you tonight. So I will let Mr. Scott kick off with the first question. So, Michelle, since we last um, talked, we were talking about exploring <clears throat> ketamine. We were talking about what's next. We were talking about um, some of the ventures that you're going into. So we can talk about ketamine a bit. I know you haven't done it yet, and it's still an option. Um, we can share my experience at some point. But before we get into that, I love what I'm seeing. 
So you've been sending out all this beautiful stuff about sound healing and about breath work and the integration of the two and these events, um, which my mom is going to go to some. Every single one of those dates, I'm out of town. Aww. But I'm going to get. But I'm going to get my I mom. Got a into, new one coming up March 11th. Um, ooh, the 11th. I'm going Isn't to the that 12th next week. Mar yeah. March 11th in Austin, and then March 18th in Buda. Cool. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna talk afterwards, and we also need to integrate and do something together because we're here. We should be doing one together. So hey, let's yeah. um let's. Uh, I want to get my mom into this stuff too, and if she's here today or she's not, Susan, I'll make her listen to this she? one. Say something, Susan. Come on, Susan. Um, but so what I want to ask is, let's talk about what these kind of things look like. What are you doing? You know, some people are foreign to the idea of like, well, what's breath work mean? Do I just breathe? How do I integrate breath work, sound healing? What are these events about? How do I find these events close to me if you don't live here? And what's the value? And why do I want to do it? Because I want to do it. I want Which them to know why we want to do it. So breathwork and, and <laughs> sound both separately have been, you know, gaining popularity in Austin and, you know, around the country. And uh, I actually was introduced to some breathwork and sound separately in Spain mm -hmm. when I lived there. And that was my introduction. And I saw how powerful it was for me healing emotionally and physically. And, um, and so when I came back here, I sought it out and I kept on, you know, going to a lot. And then I started, I, I, I was exposed to doing it together and that's mm -hmm. new. And a lot of people I talked to that come to, and I, I, I did it for a good year. And then I said, okay, I'm going to start doing these myself and being a facilitator because I was trained for hours and I just saw amazing, amazing results. Mm -hmm. So people that come to my events now, if, if they've had experience, they say they haven't had them together. Okay. So there's lots of different techniques of breath work. The kind I do is called uh, rebirthing or holotrophic breathing. And you breathe, so just all kinds of different things, but this one you breathe in through your nose and out through your nose. Now, I really like in through your nose more because if you experiment and you breathe in through your mouth and then you breathe into your nose, you will see, you will feel the air go up into your third eye and into your brain more. Okay. So imagine doing this over and over and over and over again for 45 minutes. Okay. We've done it. Yeah. We've done it. Yeah. We've okay, been so, done that. Okay. So, so, and after like go, going into about 20 minutes, I'll change it up and I'll have them breathe in, hold it, and then make a noise like ah or om. You know, I'll change it up a little bit. But I always take them back to the circular again. And so what I do is I make the, and actually I've just said, I got some really good videos from my last event. So um, uh, I actually have a link, what I'm doing to try to spread the word to other people that don't live here, even people in Europe, because I'm in, I'm in quite a lot of contact actually with friends and contacts in Europe regularly. So I know- You were in Valencia, right? Is that where yeah, you were? Yeah, Oh, I love Valencia. It's my favorite yeah, city in Spain, actually. It's beautiful. But I know friends there and Europeans. So I've been talking to them all about the, you know, the what's happening over there. And so that's really interesting to talk directly to Europeans and how they're feeling. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, uh, so I, have, I just put together a blog with all these uh, videos of the event and I'm sending this link to people over there and saying, this is amazing healing modalities. I know that they, they don't have them over there yet. And I said, send this to somebody that you know that's a teacher yoga studio or something. Contact yoga studios and show them this. Because when they see this, they'll want to do it. And then they'll be the first in their area to do it. Because I'm so passionate about spreading the word to people because it's helped me so much. So when you're breathing all that, you're moving so much energy that you know, emotions are energy <laughs> and stuff comes up. Okay. Um, there's all kinds of experience people can get. 
they can get emotions come out and I encourage them to make noise, to, to try to yell, whatever they need to do. Um, you know, they're all laying down in the, in, in a dark room. Uh, and I put like led lighting and the music's real shamanic music. Like you have good workout music kind of that keeps them going. And I coach them throughout, you know, and I keep on, it's okay. It's okay. Cause they need help. It's not, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And so I keep them going for 45 minutes doing this and they will, they will experience a lot of energy in their hands, their hands, their feet, their, their, their other parts of their body. Cause you get stuck energy. We all have energy stuck in our body. And so this is moving it around all of a sudden it can be kind of uncomfortable. And I go, okay, you just shake it out, move it around, you know, do what you can just get back to breathing, you know, where you're at. And if you need to express emotion, get it out and then get back to the breathing right away. And I always tell them, no one else is paying attention to you. Okay. It's dark. Everybody's got their eyes closed. The music's loud. You know, let it rip because you're going to get more benefits. Um, and then after 45 minutes, um, I take them, uh, I relax them. And, and then it was, you know, like really relaxing music. And then we go into the sound healing. And so we use bongs. Excuse me, not bongs. Did you say <laughs> bongs? Yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Bongs. Well, you can, you can yeah, use that. that yeah, was, bongs on the unfiltered experience. Okay, so gongs, you get the vibration, oh, you gongs. know, gongs, a big one, and then one that we take around and float around their heads, you know, and hit it, uh, crystal singing bowls, um, chimes, you know, uh, ocean wave uh, thing, it sounds like a wave, it's an instrument, beautiful, beautiful stuff. And, and then at the very end, I'll uh, take them into a, a really beautiful meditation. And that's at the end. Uh, I actually start them with the meditation before the breathing. And then at the very end of the sound, I end with a beautiful meditation. And um, and so then we have a sharing, you know, experience afterwards. Now, apart from amazing emotional healing that you can get, um, letting things out, you, uh, you're you in a very deep meditative state for an hour and a half. And this is you're in the parasympathetic system. It's a big, big healing boost for your immune system. It's amazing. Okay. Um, and... A lot of people, including me, after I did it for a little while, um, actually the very first time I did it in Spain, I had crazy, but I had, I've had mystical experiences and so have other people actually connecting with people that have passed, you know, or your your spirit guides or whatever you believe in, you can, because you put yourself into a different state and it, and you have to be careful when you get up because you've you've done it before. You feel like you're drunk, you're drunk or something a little bit. You're like, whoa, you got to, you know what I mean? I mean, you can get the experience in these events on a short term, like you would get in a psychedelic drug. Okay? I know not supply. You're going to DMT rush. It's, it's right. built in both your stomach and your pineal gland. So right. if you're aggressively breathing through your, your abdomen and diaphragm, then you will be pumping DMT in your body. So yep. no different than taking a DMT hit. Yeah. Yep. And this, this is a beautiful thing because people don't, how many people are listening right now who don't like to take drugs right. and, that, and that's how they perceive things, take drugs. Well, here's the reality. If there's something in your body and you can amplify it, would you be willing to do that to see more clearly? That's what she's selling you. And it's a beautiful sale because I'll say this. I've done ayahuasca. I've done ketamine. I've done just 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 name it. And I've done it. And I've had as powerful, if not equally powerful experiences through aggressive breath work. And I'm blown away because it takes me back for a shorter time. So I don't feel like I'm going to sit there indefinitely. Right. But it's just as powerful. Yes. It's just shorter. It's I just shorter. And it's what I tell people is, okay, you can just go into it. Same thing like when you're doing a psychedelic journey, okay? You can go into it with an intention and then you see what you get. It's not guaranteed, but you see what you get, right? Right. Um, 
And then, or you can just go in like just whatever comes to me kind of thing. Right. And then you see what you get. And what I've been really successful and I, you know, I suggest this and some people get really amazing experiences. Like they had presence the last journey, the last uh, session we had one lady had, she, she got a lot of uh, uh, emotion out from problems with her ex-husband and then had this amazing mystic experience with her parents holding her and they're both passed away. And another woman had an experience with her twin brother who also passed. And I'll tell you, like a short experience I had. No, so I've got, after practice and creating a really jamming uh, a playlist, I can actually do it by myself for 45 minutes. I don't need the group. I don't need, you know, I can do it on my own for 45 minutes. And I've done that like four times now at home. And the one experience I want to say, I, I was watching my son's dog, who I have a very close relationship. I was his owner for a little bit. And I wondered, I wonder how he's going to be. Is he going to freak out when I do this? Because I, I, I cry or yell sometimes, you know, and then and the music's going to be loud. And I said, well, if he doesn't like it, he'll just go in the other room, right? So I lay down and my legs are kind of out a little bit. And within 10 minutes, he comes and sits between my legs, stays the entire time, this little terrier. And at the end, I checked on him. He's like this. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like. Are you okay, honey? You know, <laughs> just like this, like he was drunk. I mean, it was incredible. And I had an experience just uh, about a week ago where I just called out. I, I, you know, I've been had since I've been like, since I've been uh, just releasing more and getting more connected, I'm more receptive to experiences, mystical experiences I've never had before. My mother died uh, 30 years ago. And like just in the last few years, I'm feeling presence. You know, it's incredible. And so I called out different people, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my uncle, my mom, and I just said their names, like, maybe you'll connect with me. Okay. So I just said their names and that's it. And I started breathing. And then within about 15, 20 minutes, I started thinking of how I felt when I was a child, which was very alone. Okay. And I cried and it's not nothing new. It's just another deep level of healing. You know, you get waves of healing. So I cried and then I get angry. Like why did, you know, this happened to me as a child. Not angry at my parents because I've totally forgiven that that whole thing. It's not a problem, but just that it happened, and I was all alone, so young, and I yelled, and then I cried, blah blah blah, and then I calmed down, you know, it, like within it was like a ten minute period maybe, and then this song came on, absolutely beautiful song, and then I felt like an embrace, like an embrace in a presence of whether it was the people I called out to or spirit guides or whatever basically telling me you're never alone we're always here we've always been here for it was so beautiful and it was like nice. this really you know sad angry kind of thing and then this woof the, 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 the roller, roller coaster. coaster amazing it truly sounds like a roller coaster what got you into all this michelle i mean i don't know if we asked this in the, in the previous show but what got you into this i can imagine that you're going through life and something must have happened where you're like i need to seek alternate modalities for me to heal some of the things going on talk to us about that journey oh yeah um well I was a major workaholic. I exercised and ate good. You know, I was fitness trainer years ago and I was a workaholic for many years and an entrepreneur and been in business for, you know, 20 years. And I thought I was taking care of myself, but I was like busy, busy, busy and suppressing a lot of emotions because that's what I was taught when I was a kid in my culture. And then I married a man like that, you know, and it produced a lot of anxiety, but people didn't talk about that then. Okay. I just didn't know what was wrong with me, you know, and I just exercised like a fiend, you know, to, to get the energy out. And I had, you know, some whispers in my, from the universe telling me I should slow down in that, but I didn't listen until the universe made me slow down. 
And I had a back surgery seven years ago. Mm. And to manage pain, to manage physical pain, and to try to be fit by moving slower, (laughs) I started to get into meditation and yoga. And that changed my world. And right at the same time, I I read The Four Agreements, The Power of Now, and uh, just changed my absolute world. And then uh, within two years, I had gone off to Spain. And But when I went to Spain, I had a ton of emotion going on because I just separated from my then husband of 27 years. Okay. And I was afraid because I was alone when I was a child. When I was with him, I I didn't feel alone for the first time in a long time, you know, from the universe kind of thing. And I was, you know, like a lot of people, I stayed in the marriage for longer because I was afraid of being alone. And when I finally made the decision and I said, I'm going to go to Spain to improve my Spanish and have an adventure. And I thought that would be a good distraction kind of thing because that's how I lived my life, distracting myself. And, uh, And all of a sudden I was faced with my absolute biggest fear was to be alone. And at first I was a bit of a self-destructive, you know, spending time with men and, you know, partying a lot and stuff like that. And I was really miserable. I mean, I had really good fun times and all that, but I was very alone, very miserable. I didn't understand the language. I was learning it. I felt, you know, I was, I was, I didn't know anybody and I went there all alone. And, uh, and I, like I said, it was a great experience in a lot of ways, but the biggest experience was for me was to face that fear and grow through that. And then while I was there, I got hit with the quarantine. Oh, wow. This is and recent. That recent. Yes. I got back. At, like I, I was there for three and a half years and I got back a year ago. So I was there when the quarantine hit down and a total lockdown. And I was a prisoner in my apartment with no balcony in the yard for seven weeks. Whoa. Yeah. And so I already was starting to, I go, when I, before that even happened, I go, okay, Michelle, you're on a, self-destructive path here. You really need to cultivate self-love, stop looking outside yourself for some man to help you be happy kind of thing and really hunker down with your meditation practice and get into stuff. Right. So that's when I started getting into it. I, I, and really getting, seeing big results. So lucky for, luckily for me, before that quarantine hit, I actually bought some chocolates with psilocybin in them from a guy in the Netherlands. Nice. And so, so, and I already had a little bit of experience around it, right? And I was like, all right, I'm going to like, I put myself in a bubble. Like I didn't let hardly any negative at all into it. Just a little bit of the news because of all the crazy stuff that was going on over here. Other than that, I didn't watch movies. I didn't watch TV series, nothing with violence, nothing disturbing, only educational about the brain, about subconscious beliefs, everything, everything, just all educational or meditational and healing and raising vibrations and working with energy and all this stuff. And then every Saturday for five weeks in a row, I would have a journey of mine. And that would basically amplify my growth. And I would be careful, you know, and how I walked. And I'd make sure I get all my space set up. And I was real safe and everything. I had everything because I was just alone. So, yeah, and just did that over. It was just constant, constant, constant. I was alone. I just put myself in a total cocoon and grew like crazy amount. And I remember I said to myself, I said to my friends, I feel like I just came out of a cocoon because I felt so much better. And, um, and it was difficult. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I wasn't touching anything living or anything for seven weeks. I had not, I couldn't go outside except for go to the grocery store and come back. That's it. And they were very severe with very expensive fines that they would give you. And the, the cops had a lot of time on their hands because everything was close. Right. Oh, so it was. Yeah. So that was like all of that, all that emotional, physical, 
you know, then the thing in Spain and it was just like, boom, boom. And so my biggest fear was my biggest gift because I faced it, you know, and I grew like crazy amount through that. And, and even when I got back here, I grew more and more. I just healed through more stuff and just have developed just amazing self-love and, and compassion. And now, you know, I take care of myself way better. I do the whole thing, you know, not just exercise and eating good. You know what I mean? I'm tired. I meditate. I get just like, okay, chill out. Let's sit, lay down and let's just chill for a little bit. You know what I mean? I never did that before. My life was like a conveyor belt, you know? So that's what I set me out. Recognize. And, and, and so the more I got into it, the more I wanted to explore all these different avenues and the more I wanted to share with people because how much it, it helped me. And, and this, all this, and understanding a big deal that I talk about a lot because so many people deal with this is anxiety and how so much anxiety was caused in my life by suppressing emotions. And a lot of people don't really understand that. A lot of people think it's only thinking of the future, fearful of the future or uncertainty, but anxiety can be caused a lot of ways, you know, and, and just suppressing emotions, one thing, electronic devices, you know, don't have a good nighttime you know, or morning routine you know, et cetera, et cetera. There's all kinds of different things. Not enough time in nature. I remember when I was stuck in that apartment for so long with no nature, the last two weeks were like really feeling intense for me, anxiety. And I was like, what's different? And then it dawned on me, you haven't been out in nature for so long. So I started listening to nature sounds on YouTube. I had my essential oils. I would like imagine and manifest that I was in nature to help my body feel better. Yeah. Wow, so I love you that. You, you said one thing that was gold, and I, and I know Chris is going to want to jump in. We got a lot of people interacting, but I want to say one thing real quick. You, you know, there's there's always one point in the show that I'm like, I want people to sit and listen to that one point. And you said something beautiful. You were talking about where you're you're asking for connection from the beyond, and you felt that embrace. And I want to share something real quick with you. We can take some comments from the guests, and then I want you to give your feedback on this, but. I, I realized something I, I am. I do a lot of 99% of what I preach. I do, but there's one thing I wasn't fully doing and I was full of shit. And what's what you just said. I don't really ask for help from beyond. I kind of go, I do it in my meditation, but I don't literally ask. I don't say I am ready to receive support from those beyond. I've never truly said that. I kind of mumble it, but I didn't own it. I'm just going to tell you something. I'll share it. This is Chris. The first time Chris is going to hear this too. I said that two days ago. I said, I want help from beyond and I'm fully ready to receive it. Like fully releasing everything from myself. Yep. <clears throat> and I'm a person who leans in deep when I do. I'm all in. And I'm so I've been having issues with my eyesight. So I'm having trouble reading or whatever. And I've been seeing it as a negative. I'm wondering if it's a transition to something completely different because I was sitting at the lifetime pool. And I was trying to read my phone, respond to a fellow professor with some stuff. And I couldn't see it. And I put my phone down and I had the most messed up experience. I looked around in this woods nearby and I could see these eight foot roughly. And I'm guessing like they're eight foot based on eight foot tall beings with cloaks just looking at me. And there were three beings within the trees. Clear as day. You were clear, sober? Clear, yeah, clear as day, dude. Middle of the day. Oh. And I'm literally Ooh. looking and I was nervous. And so this is what happened. I went from bad focus and I just looked up and I was in like a weird focus. And so in that focus, I'm looking at them and they were clear as day. And so I'm sitting here and, and, and I'm the person like, I mean, I'm so transparent. I'll share that. I don't care what somebody thinks about that. I could feel the comfort. And it was one of these like, namaste, all good. Gotcha, bro. We good. And I just kind of didn't even 
didn't try to chase him. Didn't try. I was just like, I hear you. And I just kind of sat back down and looked at the sun, looked back. And now my focus has changed. And I went in, I'm like, cool. Um, and, and, and I want to, after we get some of the comments from it, I want to go back to that and talk about the importance of asking, absolutely, not asking, not saying, God help me, universe help me. Look inside and do the ask from what came before you. Because I was asking the angels, the ancestors, those before me, ask for support. That's what showed up for me. So, Chris, you want to want to go through? Because I can't read that well right now. I can only see people in the world. No, we, we've got so we've got some amazing people in here, and that's a great segue. We got Ron in the house. He goes, "What's up? Hello, Jock. We got Jock in the house." Uh, Jock says, "Great to see you, Ron." Ron is all happy about that, and. Uh, trying to see uh i have experienced seeing bull healing and meditation mm -hmm. amazing yes Good ron stuff. thank you for sharing that got patricia in the house she says delta and theta states absolutely yep. patricia thank you for we being here sweetheart we got robert in the house um and let's see what else we got um uh, uh jacqueline says personally martial arts are the way to go everything for everybody different it's all it's all what happens um <laughs> we got to capture this one like the hairdo scott reminds me of when i had spiked hair and I smell like lemons and a hint yeah. of, uh, yeah, I'm doing no. good here. <laughs> She's doing really good. I got my sister from another mister. My new friend, Diana Manley says here, she goes, amen. Been there uh, as a single lady it takes a lot of strength to work on yourself. Proud of you. I went through similar yes. times looking for a man to complete yes, lots of mistakes. Thank you, Diana, for being here. You are an amazing soul. You, you got to know that woman. She's, I, I know her stories. Mark Mawinney's in the house. Mark Mawinney, who was just on my Ron and scripted show on Tuesday. Thank you, Mark, for being here from New Brunswick, Canada. Awesome dude. Mm -hmm. Connect with him. If you're a coach, connect with Mark Winnie. Big time. We got Ken Walls in the house. What's up, Ken? Good to see you, brother. Thank you for being here on a Friday night. Hope you are awesome and you're healthy and everything's going good with you and your family. Healthy, Robert in the house. We got Lee Height in the house. He's loving the spiritual conversation, I am sure. He says, very cool. We got Diana says, wow. And uh, let's see. Ken says, I uh, got some rock stars on the screen. Yes, you do, brother. We're all rock stars in our own right. We're um, all rock stars. The world's filled with rock stars. We just got to bring our inner rock star out. That's right. Yes, 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 yes. So in thinking about, you know, the situation where we're talking about tonight, Michelle, in clearing the distortions, what in your perspective, in your experience, are the distortions? You know, I think that I think that's a great way to just kind of identify what do you believe in your mind are the distortions that we need to clear? Well, first, before I answer that question, I'd really like to touch on what Scott said. Scott, that's how we met. I asked for help on Facebook. Remember? <laughs> I know. It's crazy, right? I said, hey, yeah. I want to, you know. Um, and in learning to ask for help is something I, I, it dawned on me, you know, uh, a year and a half ago that I was like, you know, you, you really need to get better at asking for help. Because that's a part of taking care of yourself and having self-love too, you know, balance and everything. You know, so I'm proud of you. It really, it, and you'll see, it helps, it, it'll help you. It's just balance. It balances you. Yeah. You know? and, and like I said, I, I think I ask for help. I don't think it's intentional and truly directed. I think yeah. I kind of do that. Like I'm willing to have help. And then I go back to like the old tough guy that yeah, I can yeah, do this yeah. on my own. No, I'm yeah. fine. I know yeah. he can stop me. Yeah. And that's it's all hard. bullshit. It's, it's, it, it, I think it's, it's hard for women too, but you yeah. know, it's a different, it's a different way. Yeah. And when I had an experience actually uh, writing uh, about not, you know, I had so much disconnected and so much time alone, so much time alone for the last few yeah. years, more in my life ever. And uh, I had an experience with, with a mushroom journey uh, in October and I got sick <clears throat> and I, you know, I purged 
And all of a sudden, all this emotion came out and I was, you know, it really hit me hard physically. And I asked the people there, please come cuddle with me. Please, I need you to hug me. I mean, I never asked for that kind of stuff before. Yeah. Only somebody like my ex-husband, you know, or someone I was with. Sure, sure, sure. Strangers, you know. And I was like, please, you know, and they did. They came and hugged me and I felt so happy because I was so touch starved. You know what I mean? It was incredible. Yeah. And that's what it took for me to be that low, to be like, ask for help. You know what I mean? And so it's beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful. And 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 you know, it's funny because we're sitting here asking people to listen and learn from our lessons, but most humans are experiential learners and, and literally have to. The good thing is to hear that this happens when you get to the lowest of the low or you get to a point where you realize I've been lying to myself and haven't been truly asked for help. Then you'll wake up. But at least we are getting seeds planted. And that's very important. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. When you hear somebody else go through it and then they talk about the same feelings that you, you can relate to, yeah. then that gives the person more courage. I can do this, too. You know, yeah. I remember they were talking about this and I remember they said this and, and then when it starts happening to you go, Oh yeah, that's what they said. Yeah. You know? Um, okay. So what's the word you used again? I'm sorry. Distortion. 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 The distortion. I think the, the biggest lenses. distortion, I think the biggest distortion that humans have is that we're separate and that we're, okay. that we're separate and, and that when we feel alone, when you feel lonely, I understand this now. When you feel lonely, that's a big distortion because you're never lonely. You never need to be lonely. You, uh, you if, when you learn, I, I don't care. You know, if you do, you can easily g get rid of that feeling once you practice how to connect and go inward. As soon as you learn to do that, and you may learn it through maybe a journey first, you know, and then learn to do it meditation or you know breath work or whatever. But when you, with practice, you can do that with meditation every single day. And go inward and feel so much joy and gratitude and love that you're connected inside that you do not feel lonely. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be there 100% of the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. We live in the matrix, right? And we have all this crazy stuff that we have to deal with and barrage with constantly. Everything, everything, the way we live is crazy, but it's not going away. We're just trying to adapt to it, right? And so that's why we need these things so much, right? And so you get kind of caught up and, you know, maybe you need to get grounded. Go, okay, I'm starting to, I, I get it. I need to get connected again. Let's go in. And even it's just, I'm like, I'm ready to go in. <laughs> I mean, even for like five, 10 minutes, I mean, just a 10 minute meditation, especially if I listen to like a beautiful guided meditation that gives me some really nice, beautiful messages, which also very, very helpful for anybody who's new at this. You connect and you just think about, yes, yes, I know that connection and you feel it and you, and it's just amazing how you can you can learn to turn it around so quickly. So I think that is absolutely the biggest distortion that we think we're alone and we're separate from everything. And then depending on our our own lifetime experiences or past lives or whatever you believe, you know, we have all other things that can distort our reality. You know what I mean? So and the other thing I think is the other big distortion is people don't understand the power they actually have. They don't understand yes, the internal yes, power. Yes, yes. They don't understand the power of thought. And when you really, really get that and you know that the power of thought is everything in life, everything. Thought and choice. Then that's a huge because a lot of people, a lot of us that you know, I used to too, used to think, you know, people think that they're just a victim. Like I can't, I can't control it. It just happens to me. I'm this way, you know, and they where I am by 
with this way of being, whether it's angry or nervous or whatever, you know, I'm just a nervous person. You know, you know what I'm saying? People talk about like this all the time and they identify so much. The distortion is we're listening so much to the language of the mind, which is just a lot of these words are not even true. Okay. But bullshit. It's it. all bullshit. Right. And then all we, bullshit. Don't, we don't listen to the language of the body, which is authentic, the feelings. The soul. You know what I'm saying? So that's like another crazy distortion, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I want yeah, to capture a couple of these comments because I saw that I've uh, got one I'm going to integrate into a question too. So you go okay. through those okay. and I'll jump back. Patricia here. says here, uh, Patricia is an amazing person. That's what uh, I was she says, do. tap into the etheric uh, and find your chair, sit in it alone, and you will turn your head and find others. Yeah, I mean, that's so true. I mean, she said it very eloquently, but I, I have a different take on that. But yes, absolutely. It's so true. Patricia says also, Scott and Christopher brilliantly turn our heads with people like you. Hey, that's where we're here. That's where we're here. My brother Lee is in the house. Lee was here recently here, a guest on the show. He says the sense of separation at the core of most of it, not all of our challenges. Um, whoops. Conversely, whoops, where to go? Um, conversely, affirming, embracing connection resolves them. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And um, let's see. Uh, he says also here, be still and no, absolutely. Uh, so Scott, your question. So to Chris, to uh, Patricia's comment that you put up, it was exactly where I was going too. So when she's talk talking about the, you know, tapping into the etheric, one of the things that I've been playing with, and, and I want to ask your opinion on this, and I bet Patricia has some thoughts too. Everybody keeps talking about be present, be in the now, you know, me included. I'm a mindfulness teacher. You know, that's what I do. But that still is speaking from the space-time continuum, saying that we buy into the idea of space and time, which is real in the human existence. But here's something that I've been doing in my meditations, and I want to ask your thought on it because it goes to what Patricia said. It would be flawless if we could embody this thought process while we're doing a breath work and sound works ceremony. Instead of saying be present in the now, be in the now in a timeless existence because mm -hmm. the minute that we fix this and watch what i'm saying and then and then you can probably express it from your perspective but when i say i'm going to be present now i'm still saying here i am now but my brain's here so i still am hyper aware of the fact that tomorrow i have to do this yesterday i'm trying to get in now but if i just go into the reality that if scott in this physical form was gone the soul that lives on forever in a timeless existence is sitting here in the now. Escape this Scott bullshit, even though I like the hair tonight. Thank you, Jacqueline. Go to Soul Scott and be in the timeless existence and just settle into that shit. Yep. Just and go listen inward. to that singing bowl and do the breath. Always go inward. Yeah. So talk about that. Can you get people there? Because because I want to keep going there. I've been trying to go yeah. there. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just, yeah, I just, I'm always talking about taking care of another love your hair. Thank you. <laughs> uh, two for taking, two. I'm doing good yeah, tonight. It's the most compassionate <laughs> thing. Get lucky. The, most, the most loving and compassionate thing you can do for yourself is to go inward in the timeless existence. Mm. And anything that will take you there, do it as often as you can. Mm. Um, because that is going to make your life so much easier. It's going to make you be able to defend yourself against other states of being of other people and not be so affected by them and be able to help other people and just rise a vibration collectively and everything to help the world. Uh, there's a, a really beautiful, um, Sarah, uh, Sarah Blondin is someone I've come across in the last year that I really love. What's the name? Sarah Blondin, B-L-O-N-D-I-N. 
And I found her from uh, this app that I absolutely love, Insight Timer, which is amazing. amazing. Yeah, we use it. I got a, I got a meditation on there too. Four years, love it. Well, if you pay, she also has courses that are beautiful too. Nice. Just listen. But there's a, I, I'll send this, I'll, I'll send this link to you and I can share it with the people if they're interested. Um, it's a beautiful, she has all kinds of beautiful meditation, but this particular meditation I've listened to recently is so beautiful. And it talks about this over and over again, going inward. She, and she says at the beginning, the beginning of the talk, she goes, I wish someone had told me when I started my lifetime journey, blah, 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 blah. I wish someone had told me, mm. blah, 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 blah. I wish that, and every single thing she told me, what she wanted to find, the answer was, Go inside, sit mm -hmm. down, quiet. Don't, you know, you got to do this. Go. When I had to do this, I wish they would have told me that <clears throat> over and over and over again. It's super beautiful. Okay. I, I got, I got something for you. Okay. Thinking about all that and thinking about some of the conversations I've had this week about kids and foster care system and all the bullshit that's going on with kids. Have you had any experience with doing this with teens? With with Ooh, young question, our young our young generation and being able to give them these tools because what we're saying here tonight, guys, is the fact that we're not perfect, but what we're doing is we're we have tools in our toolbox that when we get triggered or something gets us in that cycle, we're able to say, Hey, I can go do breath work. Hey, I can go do this. Hey, I can do this. What is your experience with uh if you have any experience with the youth and perhaps what we can do to implement that to be able to help them and what they're dealing with in the world today? I haven't had direct experience with teenagers, but I've had some uh, a little bit with younger children because their parents actually brought them to the breath class with them. So like eight years old, you know, a couple of children, they were eight years old. And when the parent there, usually the mother was crying, I would go up to the child and, and, and say, it's good. It's good that she's crying. It's getting out. It's going to help her heal, blah, blah, blah. And I'd smile at them and give them a little hug. And they're like, okay. I didn't want them to be scared, you know? And, uh, and so uh, they did a little bit. I want to do more with uh, teenagers, but I haven't had the opportunity yet. And what I'm doing now before I have, get that opportunity, segue in, I'm gonna, I've, I've actually talked to a couple of people here in the school district and said, I would love to come and talk to, you know, yes. you know, the classes. I would love to come and talk to the grades. And so what I'm doing in the interim is helping mothers you know, mostly mothers are coming to me, but helping parents, and there's a couple of guys too, help their children. And I, t I give them tools and, and give them tips and suggestions how they can suggest it to the kids. I was actually just talking to someone today, and teenagers are a little challenging because especially getting the message from the parent, when they get to be a teenager, they're resistant to hear it from the parent sometimes, a lot of times, right? This is what happened to my kids too. And I was talking to a woman about this today. And I said, you know, and she's like, yeah, is this a teenage thing? I go, yes. So I, I suggested to her, you can hear, listen to things, listen to things or show them, do the breath work or just listen to different videos that are really profound or, you know, or motivational videos. I recently, uh, I, I listen to motivational videos regularly in the morning. It's wonderful. It's a great way to get going. And there's this one guy I wanted to tell you about, Eddie Pinero. Do you know who he is? Mm -mm. Highly he recommend. Familiar. So how do you say his last name? It's, I think it's Pinero. It's P-I-N-E-R-O. He's on I've YouTube. Heard, I've heard of him, yes. And he's written a book. He's a speaker. He's amazing. He's only 34 years old. He's incredible. Fantastic, you know. And I told her, you know, you could listen to that kind of thing or just listen to, you know, something. Gabor Mate had a short video or whatever. Listen to it out loud in, or Joe Dispenza, whatever. Listen to it out loud in the house. And just after a while, they'll be like, you know, instead of you just saying, you should listen to this, you know what I mean? 
it, they were more receptive to that. Typically. That's brilliant. And, and Lee had a very good point too. Lee said his in his experience that the teens are enthusiastic and they embrace this. And he's on point. But the caveat to that is exactly what you said. So being, yeah, yeah, the, the parents. I mean, here's the deal. Like my my daughter, like if she were to speak to you, should be like, he, "Dad's brilliant. He does all these things. She'll have nothing but good things to say." But if I speak it directly to her and say, "You should listen to this," the should ends and the blah 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 blah. But here's yeah. the interesting thing. I caught her listening to podcasts and they're, they're self-help podcasts. They're not of my choosing, but then I listen, I go, Oh, this is cool. Can I listen to it with you? And so then I started mm -hmm. listening to it with her going, but does that make sense? Like, tell me how that, like, would that work? Would that really work? I want to know if that would work. So we started having a conversation hey. on her terms. Yes. And then I said, you know, who's another guy you might check out and guess what? She's listening to a Gabor Mate. She's 15. But you've got to lean in and then she'll ask questions and go, well, why doesn't this work? And then she's coming to me. I spun this fast. Now she's coming to me as an authority. And then I spin it back to her and I go, but I wouldn't understand that because you're 15. What's your perspective? And now we're having these high level nice. conversations that she brings me. But, but it's exactly what you said. I can talk it and preach it and listen to it, but I never spoke it to her. She's like, dad, why don't you tell me this stuff? I'm like, well, you're your own person. You're smart. Meanwhile, what it is, is I know damn well if I say it, you're going to tell me right. I'm an idiot. Right. Because right. I've been there and I right. told my parents they're idiots. So well, I know. I made the mistake of doing it with my kids. <laughs> yeah, this is good. And they're like, yeah, you yeah. know. And then I, same thing. My daughter, who's older than your, your daughter, she's 29. But yep. a, a few years ago, she started listening to podcasts exactly the same thing. And they, mm -hmm. well, and my, my, my son was like, yeah, you do, you know about this thing, the flight and flight thing, you know? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. What's that? Amygdala? Is, is that, that a character in Star Wars? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. And yes, they do. You know, like your one of your uh, uh, listeners uh, said in his experience that the, the teenagers loved it, embraced it. They yes, do. they want it. Yes, they need it. Yes, they absolutely need it. They're so stressed out. I, I actually have a conversation, an online conversation. I've had this conversation before, but I have one coming up on a meetup Zoom um, uh, in a couple of weeks. And I think it's next week. And uh, it talks about internet addiction and what it's doing to our society and what it's doing to us. And the, kid, the kids are, it's even way more severe for them. And there's, there's, there's amazing, like off the charts, temper tantrums, like totally melt that, you know, melting, uh, a, a total meltdown with these toddlers because they can't get their iPad. You know, it's really severe stuff. And that teenagers are suffering a lot and they really need our help. And we're just scratching the surface of what's happening. And the ones that really know are our parents that are dealing with it and of that age and, and teachers that have been teaching for years, like teachers have been teaching for 20, 30 years. They're just like, oh my God, the difference that they see in kids. Well, I see that because I've been teaching 16 years for college kids. So I see them, I'm teaching the freshmen and sophomores. So I'm watching them walk out and I see, I mean, I could bore you with the details, but there's a big difference in the full behavior. And yeah. now the kids are addicted to the Zoom classes and they don't know how to communicate anymore. And mm -hmm. I shouldn't say that. They're amazing. They're amazing. But But think of this. If you don't talk to somebody while you're learning to be a healthy communicator, and right in the process of it, and you're not efficient at it yet, and then you're like not doing it for two years and you're thrown back in, they're horrified. So I'm real fun and gentle. So I bring them back around. There's a lot of teachers who don't. 
No. There's a lot of teachers like, what's wrong with you? Why don't you show up? Right. Right. You're, you're, you're a great teacher right. in that respect. Yes. Right. So I'm going to have fun and with them. I laughed, I laughed when you said that because there actually is a really fun. One of my friends from Europe sent it to me. Uh, is a really funny video that makes fun of adults yeah. now coming back Good. to the office after being working at home. Oh, and yeah. they're, they're, they're I didn't even wear like, pants to class. I forgot I was like, supposed to. There's two guys, they come into the they, they come into their boss's office and he's like talking <laughs> to them. And while he's talking to them, the guy's going like this. <laughs> he's like, I'm right here. He's like, he's like, what are you doing? I'm right here. Why are you making that difference? And he goes like this. He goes, Oh, I, I can see God, that. I had my camera on. <laughs> And then the other guy comes in with his with his pajamas, and, and he's like, "Why aren't you dressed?" He's like, "Oh, I oh forgot. shit!" Like, Oops. Oops. That's yeah, so there's there, there's some social protocols that probably might need to be reinstituted to uh, to go back to the yeah, office. There's so Oops. many behaviors that that the gender it's changed them, and it's not you know yeah. not for the better in a lot of ways. You know, yeah, everything, everything's an opportunity. Like, like I even tell my students, like I say, listen, what are we, what are we here in a business class for? The more problems that we see in the world that are perceived problems provide an opportunity for a solution. And that's how business exists. So your, your entrepreneurial spirit and your spirit to change the world for the better should be on fire. You shouldn't be saying there's an old story. An MBA professor said to us, there were two salespeople and they get on a plane. And they're both, they fly to this island and they get to the island and in the island, there's uh, like a 10,000 people, whatever. And none of them have shoes and they're shoe salesmen. One guy goes, holy shit, gold mine. And the other guy gets on the plane and he goes, they don't wear shoes here. This is stupid. And that's exactly what happens in life is exactly. right now people are going, there's so many problems. The world's the doomed. And the thinker, the critical thinker is going, there's so many problems. The world is ripe for growth and change and solution, and oh. it's never been better. You know, it's so interesting that you said that because I was having a conversation with someone today, someone in Spain, and they were talking about the history of the EU and a lot of the countries in Spain being too dependent to, on Russia for gas. Sure. And, and, and apparently because of the, the pipeline and the connection with Germany, you know, and what's going on, we were talking about, well, this, I said, this is an amazing, innovative opportunity for a company, whether it's outside of Germany or not, to work really hard and get going on something that's going to produce heat for next winter. Instead of if, if they, however it is, yeah, they might it is. Be not be able to use the gas from Russia. You know, we don't know what, you know what I'm saying? And Very ultimately, possible. they should do that anyway, so they're not dependent on on the Russian gas because that's what Putin has. And they were so done. good after World War II. They were windmills. They were doing solo. They were doing all the great things. And then they set like we could go around the world, and it's like, wait, you guys are so good, and then you quit. They depend. They a lot. <laughs> but of we've all done it. Yes. Every country's done it. Like there's yeah. a there's a there's a I victory know. story that lazy. spins into yeah. a great. Yeah, totally. We just got complacent, lazy, and look where we are now. Yep. Let's all keep moving forward and embrace the growth and yep. Yep. all yep. that. Yep. It happens. It happens. Wow, this has been crazy. I knew this conversation was going to go a long time. Awesome it's already curious. been 50 minutes, almost nearly an hour. Um, you guys are awesome. Lynn's in the house. She says, yes, so much has changed. It truly has yeah. changed. And, and the most important factor out of all of this is that we must change. I mean, I think that's been the really overarching uh 
basis of the conversation tonight is that we're all open to change. All three of us have been open to change and the things that we've gone through in our life, facing our fears, not running away from them. Like, like we all done with our short-term gratifications. We go, okay, I'm not going to face that. But once we finally recognize that that fear, that thing is never going to go away. And once we decide to put our big boy pants on and go, listen, uh, instead of going this way and running and doing all this other bullshit, I'm going to turn and face this shit, deal with it. So I can enjoy the rest of that. That's and right. I think that's the only way to do the fear is walk through it. It's, yes, get in yes. it, lean into it. Yeah, absolutely. And you, so, you get amazing growth on the other end. Yes, 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 yes. So give us some final thoughts, Michelle, and then let people know where they can get a hold of you to continue the conversation with you. Okay. Well, the final thought I would like to say is um, I just really, really encourage meditation is an amazing tool that you can use in so many areas of your life. It changes your life on every level, on every level in every department of your life and every level physically, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. And even if you do it on a sh just a short period of time, consistency is the most important. Even if you only do two, three minutes a day, I promise you, you will see benefits and you'll want to do more. Uh, the other thing I want to I, I just leave to is we're not, this is a huge thing. We're not taught to process our feelings yes. and we're taught to look outside and get, uh, you know, try to find, you know, relief from outside, whether all, all different ways. We're taught that way unintentionally by our parents because they weren't taught. Yeah. And then culturally, we're encouraged to do that. So we'll buy things and make people rich. Um, and so we have, so, and then we have this negative bias in our brain. We don't want uncomfort. And so this is what causes a lot of our problems and not healing from trauma that we go through or whatever and mm -hmm. heal and get better and stronger so we can love ourselves and be connected. And we're so disconnected and we don't know how to handle our emotions. And the way I describe it to people, the best to learn how to do it is when you have a strong feeling, I don't even say negative or bad anymore because that's mm, part of strong. Yep. Okay? So just difficult or strong feelings, they come in and you treat them like your, your kids were coming to you and say, oh my God, I'm having a hard time, blah, 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 blah. And you go, it's okay, baby, it's okay. What's going on? Tell me what you, and let them, give them space, just like you would a person. We have to learn to do that with ourselves. Yep. We learn to do that with ourselves. We can parent ourselves. You hear that, but that's what it's like. It's like giving space and letting the emotion be there. It's not going to kill you. Okay. It's just going to feel uncomfortable for a while and you'll feel uneasy in your body and you'll, you'll cry a little bit or get angry, whatever you need to do, let it be because then it leaves you and you don't have chronic anxiety, depression, suicide thoughts, chronic pain, and all these other problems. So learning how to do that uh, is, is, is just so imperative. And meditation helps you do that because meditation helps you develop self-compassion and love, which helps you do the rest of the stuff I just described. Um, so you can find me on my website, mshalen.com. Uh, I also, if you look up my name, um, uh, you can find it on my YouTube. I leave a lot of short little videos on my YouTube channel of these kind of topics, helping people, short little videos to help them. Tell people on the podcast, spell it out for them. The well, if you, just type, if you just type in M Shalin on YouTube, spell Shalin though. Spell Shalin. It's showing around the screen. M. No, no, because the people listening okay, to this on sorry, audio sorry. only. A podcast too. M S C H A L I N is in Nancy. M S C M S C H A L I N. You can look that up. You'll find me right away. I mean, now that I don't know anybody that's got my name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, I don't know how my name. Yeah, you know, so the Shalin's unique. Uh, and on YouTube, you can find me, my website. Um, if you look up mindful metamorphosis, metamorphosis, like a, like a butterfly, 
you'll find me as well on uh, YouTube, on you know the internet, and then uh, I have a meetup and a Facebook uh, group named the same thing, Mindful Metamorphosis. So I, you know, anybody in the Austin area, um, I um, I do you know all these different events, breathwork events, sound healing events. I've got a recent one where it's like eye contact, eye gazing for 15 minutes. Oh, that's uncomfortable. I've done that before. 15 minutes. For I've done, three I've done five minutes. You got three rotations. I just, I'm going to do it a monthly event. I just started last, uh, last night. And, um, you know, so I do a lot of things like connecting and that kind of stuff and healing. I'm and, bored. you know, on my website, you, if you want this stuff in your area, you can send that link to somebody in your area and say, let's do this and, you know, get the idea. This is what I'm doing with my friends that are in Europe, you know, uh, and, and people in other States find it, go to a yoga studio and get them to do this. They'll see it. They'll want to do it. Okay, and the, the sound and the the, the healing, uh, the the breath together, yeah. And I'm on Instagram with the same mshalen.com, mshalen as well. So yeah, just know that you you don't have to be a slave to your mind anymore. You can learn to train your mind and your body like you train an animal. And when you start to learn to do that, then all the healing and all the other stuff we can do, we talked about coming in and use all these tools at your disposal. There's so much to, to use that you can do yourself. Yeah. So true. So true. So true. Michelle, thank you for being here on the unfiltered experience for the second time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're brilliant. Appreciate you. Have a great conversation with you all the time. So guys continue to have the conversation with Michelle. We're going to place you backstage here for a second, Michelle, and we're going to end out the show, but don't go anywhere. Uh, we're going to be right back here with you in just a second. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what an impactful conversation. Diana says here, so glad I listened tonight. She says, thank you. Thank you, Diana, for listening. I know your time is very valuable. We know your time is very valuable. And then also Lisa is such a cool experience. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, appreciate you. Mary Kay says heart. Lynn says heart. Mary Kay says butterfly. And um, yeah, we will skip uh, Robert's thing. Um, anyways, uh, th he says here, thank it's you totally all. Mellowed out. No, totally it's mellowed totally out. Chill. Well, I was going to skip the reactor one. Um, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. So Scott, I know this has charged you up. What are your Damn. thoughts in what we can do to leave the listeners and the viewers tonight with some impactful, actionable items from your perspective, brother? So I noticed uh, you know, a, a few thoughts and comments, and here's something I would elaborate on. Um, meditation, I'm massively into it, into it. It's one of the many vehicles I use to truly connect to my subconscious mind to, to reprogram that which I've learned that may not be serving me anymore. So um, I aggressively utilize meditation, breath work. I'll utilize plant medicine. I've jumped into things like ketamine. Um, I'm not afraid. I'm going to go in to constantly make change. So, you know, Chris and I have talked about the idea that there's a tree next to a river. And if you hold on to the tree, the yeah. river will flow by and life will pass you by. Get in the river. Try all the methodologies. Yeah. If you buy in that meditation's great, keep exploring. Don't hold to that. Just because something's working doesn't mean more can't help. I mean, Chris, watch me. Like, I'm practicing when I'm preaching. I'm a meditation yeah. freak. A, a friend mm -hmm. in San Santa Monica said, let's do breath work. I didn't yes. gently go into it. I didn't <laughs> lay there and go like, is this for me? I said, what do I do? And you uh -huh. you were first hand saw me, dude. I'm crying. I got snot running out of my nose. I'm moaning. And I walked out. I'm like, Whew, all right, let's do that again. And, and I'm going to go all in. And I recommend you do the same. We're practicing what we're preaching. The second thing, when, when Michelle was talking about the idea that she was asking for help, there's three pieces. There's one, do your own inner work. 
know that your inner work is going to enhance your connection and building out a better world. And then the third part. So there's a trifecta inner work. I said trifecta trifecta. That sounded like I had a little Boston in there. Um, so you got the, inner work, you got the connection and then the missing variable, which I just realized tonight and is really, you've got your inner work, but part of your inner work is asking for that, which you cannot do on your own. Tap back in your ancestors, ask your angels, ask your guardians, literally say, I am powerful to an extent here in this world. I get that, but can you help and free yourself from a little of that? And, and man, that feels weird. You know, I'm, I'm a man. I'm supposed to be in charge of protecting my family. I'm supposed to be strong. I'm cool with it. Help me. Yes. And then those people show up. So that's all I got, Chris. That's all I can give you. I love that. <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Lee says here, uh, breath work and rebirthing are amazing. Yes, I know yes. You've, you've experienced that, Lee. Oh, thank yes. you. Thank you for, for sharing that. Um, for me, honestly, I think that you just keyed on in on that. The thing I got from the conversation tonight is the fact that we've talked about it on the show many, many times in our coaching programs as well. The power of vulnerability, the power of stepping into what is uncomfortable. Like Michelle mm -hmm. said, she spent her life going, okay, I'm going to run from this. I'm going to run. The, and then she yeah. got in a situation. She's like, I can't run anymore. It's going to keep fucking chasing me for the rest of my fucking life. Um, and we all have that situation in our life. Every single one of us, ladies and gentlemen. So we have that choice to be able to sit there and say, okay, I'm going to continue running, hoping, wishing, and praying that someday, uh, put that on a fucking calendar, ladies and gentlemen, someday I'm going to get better. Or you stop and go, wow, I've been doing this for a long fucking time. I'm kind of tired. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tired of dealing with this. So what is it? What am I supposed to learn from it? I mean, that's the thing I look at it from, you know, you, Scott, is like, what am I supposed to learn from this? What am I supposed to gain from this? And then more importantly, what am I going to do with this information? How can I help other people and advance the human race, advance everything else and help other people go through that? That's why we do the show. That's exactly why we do the show. We bring guests on to further our own growth yeah. and the growth of the people that are watching and listening. For me, it's about face your fears. Take these opportunities, ladies and gentlemen, to say, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. I am done. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm going to do this. I'm going to live my life. I'm not going to exist in my life. I'm not going to settle for mediocrity. I'm going to go for it. And whatever it is that I got to do, because there's so many modalities out there. She talked about psilocybin. I mean, there's so many different modalities. You've done ketamine. I mean, I've done all different things. There's, there's a lot of modalities out there and it's not going to be perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not, and it's not going to be easy. It's not, but guess what? Listen to me. It's going to be worth it. Worth it's it. going to be worth it. I promise you. I promise you. And he's right. Be. That guy's right. It will that be. Guy, you see it. pointed the right way. You see that? Yes. That was solid. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ron says here, face your demons head on. Yes, I know. Uh, Lynn says here, you guys are awesome. Yes. Uh, deal with it. Get it out of your own way. Get I know you're doing that, Lynn. I am so way. proud of you, sister. A big time, big time. Mary Kay says here, thank you, Christopher and Scott, Michelle asking for help. People just keep showing up. It is so true. And that's the last part I was going to, to say about this. And Diana says, you're totally going to try this. She says, fascinating. Um, yes, Diana. I mean, I know the journey you've been on. I trust me. I know you're, I got the book behind me. I know part of it. Um, yes, do this, do this, do this and introduce Walt yeah. uh, to it as well. But yes, that was the other part of my closing statements was the fact that so oftentimes we, that we're conditioned when we're younger, that asking for help or being vulnerable is a sign of weakness. Yeah. False. Fuck, 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 False. fuck all that. False. Fuck the fuck off. No, being vulnerable and asking for help, asking for guidance, asking for assistance is a sign of strength because Massive guess what? Strength. The hero's journey, if you not watched it, the Joseph Campbell story, the hero's journey on YouTube, it's an hour and 10 minutes. Go watch it. 
you're going to find that every time you go through these experiences, what's the first thing you want to do? You want to go tell other people how to get through that experience as well. So that's what we're here for. Ladies and gentlemen, every single Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we are here. Go to www.theunfilteredexperience.com. Go there and connect with us on Facebook. And if you have an idea for a guest or a topic on the conversation here on the show, let us know. We'd be glad to entertain that and have that because our desire between me and Scott is to really just have these conversations, the unfiltered conversations. We spent a lot of time figuring out that title. And it's very important because we want to have those. We want to come here and be vulnerable and let you guys know because as we all heal, we all grow. And as we eliminate the anger and the resentment and the hostility that's going on in the world we heal and it becomes a better place for us all and especially for our kids and our yeah. kids kids yes 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 we love you guys we will see you here next time friday night 5 p.m pacific standard time the unfiltered experience connect with michelle connect with scott connect with me what the fuck we love connect you guys go out and have an awesome weekend we'll see you next time on the unfiltered experience and body Bye. peace and love